Sibaba Zotulo, author, teacher and businesswoman, joining us to discuss her book titled Dear Black Parents. Happy Wednesday to you. How are you doing, Sibaba Zotulo? Sibabazo, are you there? Yes, can you hear me? Yes, we can hear you now nice and uh, clearly. Let's go straight mm-hmm. to it. You wrote this book uh, as uh, having background as a teacher. You started getting into the profession at the age of 21. And uh, you made some observations in terms of, you know, children, what they're going through. And we always say teachers have to work hand in hand with parents. So in all of that, you were inspired to write uh, the book. Tell us about that state of mind at that time. Um, so what had happened was, here I am, young teacher, excited, takes into the classroom. Um, the first thing I realized is, wait, something is going on here in terms of the way that children are. Um, then I switched schools, right? I moved from a township school to a school in town. And it's like, it's still black children. And I start to pick up a trend in, there's a way that children act. There's a way that children speak. There's a way that children show up that is a reflection of their parents. Mm-hmm. And so the book was really inspired by there are some issues, um, some challenges, some things that have happened that parents have done to their children. I speak about how um, children would show up if a child has a low self-esteem, it was caused by parents. If the child showed up being an excellent individual, it was caused by their parents. So the book was really inspired by the daily conversations that sometimes I've been privileged to hear some things that the children have shared with me. Be it um, the child would say to me, um, just there was a very, just maybe if I can quickly share, there was a very interesting thing that happened in my classroom. We're just talking about marriage with my children. Mm-hmm. And just to hear them say they don't want to get married, marriage is horrible. And it's like none of us have ever been married. Where do you get this from, right? And it was like this they get from what was going on at home, um, what they just they views and how they looked at life was this was definitely done by parents. Yeah, absolutely. And there's a huge responsibility there as the first role models for our children as parents that we play. You you say in the book that you, I don't know if this is your quote, but to say, to always teach with an understanding that I am an instrument that God has chosen to help another become the best they can be. And then the quote goes on, but saying that God has chosen you to do this and it's an honor. Is this your quote, first of all? Yes, it is. It is mine. It is really, really my quote. Absolutely. Tell us more about this. I mean, I know uh, as um, a child of a teacher (laughs) who's now a reverend uh, that uh, teachers play an important role and it is a calling and an honor to be in this role. Hmm. So what happened was, I'll tell you how that quote came to being. We were in final year of education and our lecturer says to us, when you step into the classroom, you're going to need a teaching philosophy. And I remember thinking, I don't have a philosophy. I've never looked at teaching as wait, I need to have a philosophy. Mm -hmm. And it was at that moment that I realized if I'm ever going to teach, I need to do it in such a way with an understanding that firstly, I've definitely been chosen for this. Secondly, my role more than, I teach agricultural science, but more than the agricultural science is to let these learners become the best version of themselves, is to inspire them to become who they want to be. Mm -hmm. And they can only do that um, by me being who I want to be and by me being my full self and showing up fully. And I say, what an honor that I get to do that. And it really is, and it has been an honor. 
So on the book then, I mean, you've written this, it's addressed, Dear Black Parents. So you are talking to black parents, but you do mention that you want to clarify that you're not judging as much as you may come across in that way in, in the things that you speak of in the book. There's about 11 lessons that you touch on. Mm. I, I, I wonder why we're still having to say these kind of things because I'm looking at the time when I was growing up. My parents were not the only parents I had. I, there were authorities around me that I had respect for and my parents would have respected those other parents you know, to do the right thing in terms of uh, reprimanding me or whatever it is that needed to happen on guiding me. Why do you think that it, we need to still say when we are giving advice on parenting that we're not judging? You know, it's funny that you should ask this. I'll tell you, um, I had an interview and the comments was parents saying and parents felt offended. I've had parents who felt so offended, right? And the reason, and I'll tell you, a lot of the times when somebody's offended, it comes from a point of insecurity mm. where... Um, you know that somewhere maybe you're not doing something right. And I had to say I'm not judging because I know parenting is hard. And I know that parents, some parents really find themselves in a tight spot. Do you get what I'm saying? If you mm. look at all circumstances are not the same. Here we have a single mom. It's not her fault that her partner passed away. It's not her fault that she has to work far to really, maybe she's the first breadwinner at home. I'm aware of those circumstances. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. And I, don't, I didn't want a parent to feel like I'm saying you're not good enough of a parent. That is not what this book is saying. This book is not saying you're not a good enough parent. This book is saying I know parenting is hard and this is why I want to work with you in the parenting journey from a teacher's perspective. You um, see, because I didn't yeah. want parents to take this from like, I'm not calling anyone a bad parent, but I'm saying we can be better. Why? For the child's sake. And we need to have these conversations. I'm glad you went ahead and penned this anyway. And there will be many who appreciate it and don't see it as you are judging. And and talking on that, I mean, we speak of insecurities that we have as parents. Healing as being important is something you touch on on the book. Mm. Mm. Because I talk about how parents will silently pass on their pains and their traumas to their children. And until parents heal, then we can have healed children. I mean... All that we see, and this is this is the thing, um, when children act the way that they're acting, and they do like the most, right, mm. and they are rebellious to the core, and parents want to say, oh, these children don't listen, the children are like this, this, and my question will forever be, but who raised them? Mm. If who, if we are going to say the kids, the children, and this is why I wrote, I didn't say dear black children, I said dear black parents, because I wanted parents to be aware that all the issues that you see in your child really are a reflection of all our unhealed parts as parents. Lesson one then talks exactly on that because if we're going to heal, we need to be honest about who we are and what we've been through. So you say black parents need to tell their children who they are and their story. Hmm. Very important. Your child has to know what's happened to you. Your child has to know what's happened to you. Your child has to know what you've been through. And the reason why we do that as parents, right? Firstly, you want to, um, yes, you are a superhero to your child, that's it, right? Mm. But you want a thing of, one, if anything ever happens to your child, you, they know that they can come talk to you because you've been through it. Um, and secondly, if there's something that's happened to you that will come back and harm your child, your child needs to know that. And it's so that they can really learn from your mistakes. 
um, sometimes parents have a tendency of sharing a story without really sharing the story. Mm. So you want your child to be able to see why this was wrong and how you went wrong so that when they find themselves in the same situation, they know what to do. And say they do end up making the same mistake that you've made, at least they can come to you and you are their safe space. Loving your child loudly. How, what do you mean by that? This is what you touch on on lesson two. Mm-hmm. Um, loving your child loudly. I mean, if you're going to love your child, do it. Okay, so it comes from a it comes from a perspective that in black households there is this belief that if you love your child too much, you'll spoil them. So I say love your child loudly. Firstly, by loving your child loudly is by finding out how your child wants to be loved. Hmm. I say in that chapter that sometimes you can say, but I provide for my child, but I do this, but I do this. But the question is, does your child feel loved by you as a parent? And that's not a question that the parent can answer. It's a question that the child should answer. And I say in that space, um, the healing suggestion there says, ask your child, does your child believe that you love them? Mm. And do they feel your love? And when, and I say to the parents, and if your child says, I don't, or whatever the case may be, yours is not to prove to your child, but I do this and this for you. You should probably see that I love you because this and this. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying yours is to ask how can, what is it that I as a parent can do to make you feel loved? Because we have to understand that if parents, that, okay, you have a child, your child is growing up in a different world, different generation, different times, and so their definition of love is, of course, different from what yours was. And by the way, if I can just share this, this was a conversation that my mom and I had to have, mm. where we had to come to the table where I said to her, this is how I feel loved, right? And this is how I, and so when I say to you, her, I feel unloved, and my mom being the brilliance that she is, and I'm so proud of her because we were able to have this conversation and she was able to say, so what is it that I must do? And you should see us now. You should see us mm, now. And it's imagine. really coming from her willingness to say, okay, I'm going to learn how you want to be loved and me saying, and I'm going to reciprocate that. As you learn me, I'll learn you. I love that. It's not just a psychosocial and a spiritual uh, topics that you touch on in terms of the child, but the practicalities of life as well as lesson nine is on money. I wish we had more time, Sibabazo, but we have to leave it there because our phones were just being jealous and cutting us off and they took time off us. But how do we get a hold of your book, Dear Black Parents? Um, um, Dear Black Parents, on Instagram, you can DM me at mstulo, on Instagram at mstulo, and you DM me and you'll get your copies. And on social media, are you there? On Instagram, so social media will be on Instagram. Uh, my Instagram handle is at Ms. Tulo, M.S. Tulo, that is. Uh, Twitter is Tulo Sababato, and you can just send me a DM and I'll get you a copy. Yes, all right. I meant uh, other social media platforms. Sorry there. It's still early morning. We need to get our heads right. But uh, thanks so much and a uh, freedom day to you that is, uh, I guess, going to be memorable. Thank you so much. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much. And happy Freedom Day to you too. Thank you. Sibabadzo Tulo is author, teacher and businesswoman. And uh, that's a um, book titled Dear Black Parents is written by her. Very important to have these topics. Absolutely. Quote of the morning. To be free is not merely to cast off one's chains, but to live in a way that respects and enhances the freedom of others. End quote. This was said by former President Nelson Mandela. On this uh, Freedom Day then, family, hoping that you are enjoying and uh, you 
got some tips there from Gosana in terms of what you can do uh, for the day. Let's also remember that it is important that we uh, look at how we commemorate it in terms of our history as well, not just to sit and chill and bry and have wine. We can do that as well, but uh, let's remember what's important for our children as well. We're just talking now about parenting so they know why there is Freedom Day. Let's end then with a message from Ofimbaba, no poke there, saying Happy Freedom Day, Asanda. Hoping you have started this day so promising, and uh, thank you very much for your good vibes. They're sending them back to you in Makrezu, uh, Mateta, no in uh, location Ofimbaba.